<laughs> I gotta fucking accept it. God damn. <laughs> I was waiting for you to finish. <laughs> I'm just opening my letterbox and just making sure I read off the right movies. Uh, nice, nice. All right. What's up, Dream Warriors? And welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this is our fifth and final week of our March musicals. It has been a blast. Um, I don't want to say I'm happy it's over, but it'll be nice to get back to like just kind of our regular routine of shit, just kind of picking our own thing and yeah. not having to worry about a theme for for a little bit. Yeah, me too. Um, but what better way to close out this month of uh, horror musicals other than the godfather of horror musicals, um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show from 1975. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> this movie... I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll obviously get into it, but uh, yeah, it, I don't want to say like it holds a special place in my heart or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it's been a part of my life for a long ass time. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, me too. Um, before we dive into it though, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week? Um, not too much. We just recorded like, on Wednesday, Tuesday, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I watched uh, Star Wars Episode Three, and then I watched Solo. Uh, so those two. Um, I watched King Richard today. Mm-hmm. How was that? With Will Smith, it was good. Yeah. Um, it's on Crave now, or yeah. HBO Max, or whatever. Um, it was it was good. I mean, wasn't like anything crazy. Uh, it's an Oscar Smith, worthy. I don't know if the movie is, but I think Will Smith, I don't know if he'll win, but yeah. um, he was good. And it's kind of cool to see like the story behind Venus and Serena. Mm-hmm. Um, their dad was just like crazy, but he was right. Like, yeah, it's, well, it's insane. Look at them now, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the only other thing I watched, well, other than we did an episode with Horror Bandwagon on Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Shout out. Yeah, uh, that was a fun episode, and uh, I love that movie. It's a good time. Yeah. And then finally, a movie that all you guys have been trying to get me to watch for a long last time is uh, a movie called Sunshine. Oh, what'd you yeah. think? It was really fucking good. Yes. Yes. Dennis um, is going to be so happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that movie is really good. Um, I I could definitely see... Chris Evans getting cast for Captain America from that movie. Yeah, that's um, true. I don't know if he was cast from it or like, cause I think it came out like three or four years before Captain America. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought he did a great job and uh, I loved like the concept of that movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, um, did our first YouTube stream yes. uh, last night. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I uh, streamed uh, the new game Ghostwire Tokyo which uh it's a sick game so far i'm really liking mm-hmm. it um, the only shitty thing like my mic wasn't working for like, the first like 15 minutes and yeah. at the start there's only anything you and bettina watching like you guys didn't think anything of it and the bettina is like well i can hear you talking but i can't <laughs> hear it on my mic i was like what the fuck and like i thought my headset was mic'd and then i was like checked all the settings it was fine and then you're like oh i think i found it what it is and mm-hmm. it's just some stupid ass thing that playstation has where it's like a part of like i don't know 
Uh, yeah, I don't understand why it does that. But so yeah, I had mine muted for the first like 15 minutes, but uh yeah, streamed for about two hours. Um had some people pop in, it was really nice. Uh mm-hmm. horror bandwagon, um, the horror cafe. Uh I think one of your friends popped in too. Yeah, yeah, my buddy from work popped in. Yeah, so uh yeah, it was a good time. Nice. Yeah, it, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm glad you did it and uh looking forward to doing more. Yeah, exactly. Um, what have you been uh, up to this week? Uh, it's been a pretty slow week for me, too. I don't really, I don't know what I did in replace of watching movies, but I sure as hell didn't watch a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was editing our episode and then doing the video for YouTube and shit like that. So that consumed some time. But uh, yeah, I watched Hellraiser Inferno, which is the fifth one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I watched The Natural just randomly. It was on TV yesterday, so I tossed it on. Well, I shouldn't say it was on TV, but I have the Hollywood Suite package on Prime. Yeah. So it'll play like movies, like live movies throughout the day and shit. Yeah. So it was on that. Uh, and then I watched Hellraiser Hellseeker, which is the sixth one. And then I'm about halfway through the seventh one now. Damn. <laughs> yeah i i just want to get through them man (laughs) no doubt some of them are good like the first one is my favorite one spoiler alert but then like i was saying to you like they progressively get worse then there was like the odd one here and there that was a little bit better um but they the fifth and sixth one i think it was they kind of trailed off from the whole like uh pinhead kind of story like it's still there but it's yeah less of the the forefront Uh, okay um but i don't know it's okay of a franchise fair enough uh and then i started watching lawrence of arabia today oh shit because it's on imdb's top 250 movies and it's like four hours long yeah it's gonna take me a while to get through (laughs) (laughs) i am probably like maybe i don't know half an hour 40 minutes into it yeah but it's also so i think i want to talk to you about this i think i'm gonna can the whole idea of watching the imdb top 250 just because it's like constantly changing right so it's like it's gonna be impossible to keep it at 100 percent. oh yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah um, so I think what I'm going to do is go through the list that they have on there of all the Oscar winners. Right. I yeah. think there's like 93 movies in there. So I think, yeah, I think that's the venture that I'm going to go towards now. Okay. Yeah. I did see a uh, letterbox posted uh, today on their uh, Instagram, everyone to post like how many Oscar movies they've watched. Yeah. The Oscars are happening right now, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. Yeah, yeah, I've been trying to think of a, another horror franchise to to rank. Um, I haven't decided yet. I think I might do Puppet Master maybe because oh, I haven't Jesus. watched all of them. Um, I do. I did want to do uh, fuck, what's it called? The one with the tall man. Um, oh, Phantasm. But on Shutter, they have all of them except for number two. It just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Cutting it short real early. Yeah. So I ran into that problem with Hellraiser as well. They have the first six, then mm-hmm. they don't have the seventh one, but then they have the eighth one, and then they don't have the ninth or the tenth. Yeah. So I, just, fucking... I have to watch them by other means. Yeah. Fucking movie studios, eh? <laughs> Anywho. 
Uh, you ready to start talking about this movie? Yes, sir. All right. Cue that theme music and we will jump in. Uh, like we said in the intro this week, we're talking about 1975's horror musical classic, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Before we start talking about it, though, what are you drinking tonight, Brooke? So tonight I am drinking a Flying Monkeys, The Mutants Are Revolting. Oh, I like that one. Yes. Um, That's my last beer. So I was, it was my birthday like it's a week ago almost yeah. and uh today went for brunch with my dad and uh stepmom and they got me a uh smoker for uh whiskey bourbon whatever yeah. so i was gonna try that out tonight but i uh, had one more beer left so <laughs> it's a lot of work. i'm drinking a thornberry beer company session ipa called clark is in session mm. little fancy pig mm. Actually, they Wendell was my friend Wendell. He uh, on Friday he was drinking there. They have like a it's like a peach cider or like a cranberry cider or something like that. Okay, and apparently it's really good. Hmm, that would be good. Yeah, where are they? They're in uh, there we go, Thornberry, Ontario. Well, that makes sense, right? That does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the wild Thornberries. Yeah. Old Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> All right. Starting off with the synopsis. A newly engaged couple have a breakdown in an isolated area and must seek shelter at the bizarre residence of Dr. Frankenfurter. Yeah. Quite the night they have. They do have quite the night. Yeah. <laughs> um, this movie was directed by Jim Sharman, who didn't do a whole lot. Um, besides this one, but uh, he did Shirley Thompson versus the Aliens, Summer of Secrets, The Night, The Prowler, and Shock Treatment. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard of a single one of them. I think I saw, I haven't seen The Prowler, but I think I just saw Kevin slashing Captain. I think he got the Blu-ray of it. it it's called The Night, The Prowler, though, so I think oh, it might be a different not... one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Um, and then this was also written by, and he created the stage, the stage, uh, uh, storyline. I don't know. I don't know why I can't think of the fucking word. Um, but Richard O'Brien who played Riff Raff, he mm-hmm. wrote it as well. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. And, uh, fun fact, which I was going to say for the start of this discussion, but he sings the vocals at the uh, start of the. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. So the cast list, we have Tim Curry, obviously, who plays Dr. Frankenfurter. Um, he is known for it, Home Alone 2, Congo, Clue, 
the wild thornberries. Uh, the worst, <laughs> really? Yeah, he plays Nigel. What? I yeah. had no idea. That's yeah. hilarious. Um, the worst witch, which is a movie that we did back in October mm-hmm. with uh, Seth from the HMC. Um, shout out to him for picking that god awful fucking movie. <laughs> and lastly, uh, I have Legend down for Tim Curry. Yeah, this was his first uh, theatrical movie. Yeah. Yeah. And like, what a fucking role to take on for your first one. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was reading a little bit on, on him too. After this movie, he, uh, he went through a period of time where he never wanted to talk about it because of like the treatment of fans afterwards. Mm-hmm. So, excuse me, he purposely got himself like chunkier and like less attractive, I guess. Um, okay. In order to get away from this role, basically, mm. which is kind of sad. And like, I guess now in his older years, he's more willing to talk about it a bit more. But yeah, in that time frame, he yeah, he wanted really nothing to do with it. Yeah, I love his uh, character in Scary Movie too. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Susan Sarandon who plays Janet. Damn it, Janet. Damn it, Janet. Uh, she's known for Thelma and Louise, Dead Man Walking, Stepmom, Bull Durham, Ray Donovan, and Anywhere But Here. And then I have Barry Bostwick, who played Brad Majors. He's in Megaforce, Spy Hard, Three from Hell. He played the narrator. Uh. Um, this movie, I need to watch this fucking movie, man. Helen Keller versus the Night Wolves. What the fuck? <laughs> I read the synopsis and it is um, the government's like best kept secret on how Helen Keller lost her vision and hearing. And it was by fighting these night wolves. Oh my God. I was just like, what the fuck? I need to see this so bad. Oh, fuck. Um, and then he was in Weekend at Bernie's too. <clears throat> And I already mentioned this one before, but uh, Richard O'Brien, he played Riff Raff. Uh, he was in Dark City, Ever After, Shock Treatment, um, Spice World, and oh. the Flash Gordon movie from the 80s, I believe. Is Ever After the TV show? Ever After? No, it was the one with uh, Drew Barrymore. Oh, okay. And someone <laughs> else, I can't remember. Uh, and then we have an honorable mention. I'm sure you have them too. Yeah, probably the same person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Meatloaf, who played Eddie. Yeah. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Um, and then I was going to make mention of the uh, the mouth at the very beginning. Yeah. I can't remember. Because I was going to say like. Well, it's that, Magenta. Right. That's who it was. Magenta. That's yeah. right. Um, who is played by uh, Patricia Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was going to say like, talk about having. Uh, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't know. No fucks given, I guess, or like no worries at all, because like that's a like very yeah. close up image of this woman's mouth. Yeah, I was gonna say like at the start of discussion, like this the mouth in this part is like legendary, but it's like kind of creepy. Yeah. Um. So I was like looking up, see like whose mouth is, it, and it's I saw it was hers, and mm-hmm. she was in the original stage show as well, and like she only agreed to do this movie, uh, so she could do that part at the yeah. beginning, and then they told her, oh yeah, you're not going to be singing; it's going to be someone else. <laughs> yeah. 
So she just agreed to lip sync it. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I would have never thought that it was uh, Richard O'Brien that was singing oh, that. Me either. Not at all. But, uh, yeah. Let's talk about this movie, man. Let's get into it. Uh, so, yeah, you mentioned that uh, this movie doesn't really hold a special place in your heart, but you're saying it's been around your life for a long time. So, like, what's your history with this movie? Uh, this is like my mom's favorite movie. Oh, is it? Um, so yeah, I was introduced to it at a very young age. Um, back in the day, I was like, I didn't like it. I thought it was stupid because I don't know, it, it's a musical and it's from the seventies and yeah, it's a man with makeup and panties and lingerie <laughs> and shit. And I was just like, I didn't want anything to do with it. But as I've gotten older, like it's, it, it's a often watch for me. I really do enjoy this movie quite a bit. Right, right. Yeah, this one I've never really watched a lot. Um, I only recently watched it. Like, I think the first time I watched it was maybe like six years, six or seven years ago. Okay. Um, I've watched it a few times uh, since then, but it's not like I don't go to it, go back Mm -hmm. to it. Um, I would really like to see this movie at, uh, what's the fucking, the movie theater called... uh, an on one here, the old one there. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, so there's an older movie theater here, and uh, mm-hmm. in October, they always do like special showings of this movie where like yeah. people bring stuff to the movie. I forget what the whole thing is, but yeah, it sounds like a blast. Yeah, and that's a lot of the stuff that I read on this too is that if you have the opportunity to see like an interactive, um, showing of this where like the audience gets involved and everything like that like do it because it's so much fun yeah um and like i'm surprised i haven't seen this movie like because growing up my mom loved meatloaf Mm -hmm. like i remember she always had like his tape decks and stuff so like we'd always listen to him yeah so i don't remember i'm not sure what her history is with this movie if she uh liked it as well but Mm -hmm. yeah you'll have to ask her i shall (laughs) Yeah, so we talked about the opening scene with uh, the first song. Um, it's the first one. Uh, it's the first song called Science Fiction Double Feature. Yes, Science Fiction <laughs> Double Feature. Yeah. And then it cuts to a wedding um, of Janet and Brad's friends. And by this opening scene, did it seem to you like Brad didn't really want to marry Janet? He, he plays it off as he's like being, well, I think it's supposed to be that he's like being bashful or like shy about the whole thing. Oh, okay. And it, it's acted weird. Like it does seem like he's trying to avoid her and like running away from her and stuff like that. Yeah. Because uh, Janet catches like the bouquet and then the, the new husband, like it was like, Oh no, your turn, Brad. And he like, kind of like gives his weird look. Mm-hmm. And then just breaks out into song like right away. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think Brad's also like a little upset because Ralph plays it off as like the only reason why he married Betty was for like money or something like that. Oh. Uh, so I feel like because like then um Janet's saying like, oh, they're such a great couple. And Brad's just like, uh huh, yeah, are they ever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love this this song too, uh, Damon Janet. Yeah, it's you so just good. get you just get the that classic picture of like the guy yeah. with the pitchfork and his wife, and the first part of the song, 
uh, Brad's like, oh, Janet. And then they're like, you know, he says, damn it, Janet. That are like in the background, just Janet. Janet. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like switches to him and they're like, yeah, the Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such a weird place for a wedding too. Like it's obviously at a, a chapel, but they're like singing their songs throughout a cemetery and whatnot. And like, mm. they're dancing through gravestones and stuff. And I'm just like, so like in their pictures, like they're going to be coming out of the, the chapel and there's going to be tombstones all beside them as they're walking down the freaking yeah. aisle back to the car. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, for Susan Serena's audition, she's saying happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's, she was actually like a, a, like a singer for other things too back then. Oh, uh, was she? I can't remember what I read, um, but if she was on stage, it might've been that she, that she did stage shows or something like uh, that. Okay. But, but this movie's cast very well. Like it seems like every single person pretty much can sing or has a musical background. Yeah. Definitely like a theater background. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much everybody. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the whole narration aspect? Like what was the criminologist part in this movie apart from telling the story? Like, was he investigating Frankenfurter? I feel like that's kind of what it like. He's investigating what happened that night. Yeah. Cause like it's a murder scene at the end. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched this, but. Well, I mean, but I don't know. It kind of isn't right. Because at the end, Frankenfurter, you can see him crawling. No, but like uh, Meatloaf's character is dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. By the hands Meatloaf's of Frankenfurter. Uh, Rocky dies. Yeah, but he's crawling too, isn't he? At the end, I thought, I swear I saw both of them like crawling. Plus, it's like an alien invasion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to the end. Yeah, no. Rocky, is, Rocky gets killed and falls into the pool where he and Frankenfurter mm-hmm. float. Because I swear it looked like they were crawling away, like when the house lifts up and then you see uh, Dr. Everett like laying there. And then I swear I saw them like crawling beside him. It was just bad acting. Maybe. (laughs) Can lay perfectly still? I'm not sure. I'll have to rewatch that end scene. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So. um, So, yeah, the criminologist, I guess he's kind of investigating this whole thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do like how he gets involved in like one song, yeah, the time warp, yeah. Oh, and he's like explaining how to do it, and he's like <laughs> doing it the dance himself. I thought it was great. He's got the footsteps like written out on a sheet of paper, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So they're on their way, I guess. I'm not sure where they're going, Janet and Brad, but uh, he gets a flat tire and they roll up to um frank frank's uh mansion mm-hmm. and uh, i love when they get in there and uh i think it's brad says is like this must be a hunting lodge for rich weirdos <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it's just in the middle of nowhere like in the forest mm-hmm. and this movie is like kind of a spin on frankenstein mm-hmm. um obviously frankenfurter and he's uh making his own creature He's yeah. a doctor and uh, Riff Raff is kind of a um, like Igor. Igor. Yeah, that's it. I thought you were going to say something there. <laughs> I, I was going to, but I'm not. Never mind. Okay. I was going to imitate 
riffraff. Oh, <laughs> uh, come on. Give the people. It's going to be uh, a poor. Give the people what they want. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I was originally going to start the episode with hello, dream warriors. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I do like his voice a lot. It reminded yeah. me of um, someone else. Yeah, I couldn't. I can't think of it right now, but it reminded me of another like kind of actor or character. That yeah. Has the same. Uh, so yeah, as soon as they get there, it jumps right into the time warp song, which is probably the most popular song from this movie. Oh, for sure. Um, it's just so iconic. Like I don't know about you, but I think for me, they kind of did all of their better songs in like the first act of the movie. I agree. I feel like the soundtrack got worse as the movie progressed. Like it's not a bad soundtrack, but yeah. <clears throat> just for me, like the first act and like kind of the second act, like I'm like engaged in the movie, but then like by the third act, like it's kind of losing me a little bit. Yeah. And like, I'm sure people are going to shit on me for <laughs> talking smack about this movie a little bit. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not a perfect movie. No, it's not. It's definitely not. And like the runtime isn't like overly long, but it's still yeah. kind of the pacing. Um, I don't think is that great. Yeah. Sometimes it does feel like a little bit longer, like getting towards the end of the second act and moving into the third act. I found myself checking like how much time was left. Yeah. Um, and it, like you said, it's not like it's a bad movie. It's just, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the pacing made it feel a little bit longer. Maybe it's just the state of mind I was in watching it today. I don't know. But yeah, like like we said before, I think it'd be better experience in the theater. With oh, like, yeah. Like the show and stuff. Um, yeah. More engage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, the whole thing that they run into is the annual Transylvanian convention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's all these people dressed in like these like odd outfits and Brad and Janet are like terrified of them. And they're doing this weird ass dance. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, man. Like I'd be all for that shit. Yeah. Janet like, like passes out. Yeah. Like they're just like standing there in complete shock. And I'd be like, fuck yeah, this is sick. Like give me whatever they're having. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just want to make a phone call, but yeah. no one's really helping them out. Yeah. um yeah so they're kind of freaked out uh their clothes are all wet and then they're trying to leave but then you meet dr frankenfurter and this is a great song as well uh Mm -hmm. he's going on about he's a transvestite from transsexual transylvania (laughs) it's just the way he like sings it like he did such a good job man he did and I noticed on his thigh, he has a tattoo of 4711. Yeah. So I looked it up and 4711 was a male cologne in the 70s that was made popular by the gay community. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you notice the tattoo on his shoulder as the movie progressed and like he got wet and stuff? It started to like fade away. No, I didn't. Yeah. Cause it was like in that opening scene where you see him, it's like very bright. <clears throat> excuse me like it's a fresh tattoo it like that's how bright it looks and towards the end it's looking like it's starting to like wash off oh shit eh? <laughs> um i love the scene whenever they just like start undressing like brad and Jan- janet yeah and brad they're like unbuckling his pants and he's just like letting it happen and Janet's <laughs> like brad what are you doing just getting ready for the orgy yeah and uh so Frank is taking them up to his lab 
And this is where you see uh, Rocky be mm-hmm. born. He's kind of like the Franken, not Frankenstein's monster yeah. um, version of that. Uh, and he can like sing and talk already. He's fucking jacked. Yeah, he's like the peak of male physical performance. Yeah. He's ripped. And like during this song, uh, Frank is going on, I think it's this song. Um, he's like, make a man out of you. Yeah. And like he gets them all like weights for his birthday, like a, <laughs> a gymnastic thing. And it's, dude, this guy seems like a man already. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so now we they're going through their song and behind frank there's like this steel door that has like a deep freezer or something like that mm-hmm. and then it just like opens up and there's like an ice wall and then eddie comes through on a motorcycle and like his whole character in this whole scene i did not understand at all like i don't know, it just felt so out of place like kind of to have a reason to have uh meatloaf in the movie i don't know well because he was uh he was frankenfurter's first experiment because he was kidnapped or captured yeah he was like the delivery guy mm-hmm. but he was his first experiment because like you can see like he's had the top of his head cut off and like sewn back on and shit like that um and something happens where he like it fucks up obviously yeah and, and... then that's when frankenfurter starts working on uh rocky yeah yeah and columbia was in love with uh eddie yeah like she was like obsessed with him like her Mm -hmm. room has like pictures of him and all that stuff yeah i loved her character as well like she she was like one of those like 1920s type actresses like with the the really high-pitched squeaky voice and like yeah. she had her makeup like just like the lipstick like in the one spot on her lips and she had short hair that was like all super greased yeah um, but yeah i really enjoyed her character yeah i liked her part in uh the time warp um, yeah she did like the tap dancing little solo. yes yeah yeah but it was yeah, so Eddie's like going around on his motorcycle and then he goes back into the deep freezer and Frankenfur just pulls a pickaxe out and starts <laughs> killing him. And Columbia's like freaking out and crying. So yeah, Eddie's dead. Yeah. Um, Very quickly. Uh, and then I think it's kind of at this point where the movie starts losing me a little bit. Like it gets super fucking weird. <laughs> Uh, so they separate Brad and Janet into separate rooms. Yeah. And this scene is hilarious, but it's just so weird. Like, I don't know what they're going for, but uh, so like Janet's in her bed and like it has, oops, it has the uh, what am I bed curtain, of? like bed curtains. Yeah. Around the bed. And you can't, it's like kind of like shadowy. There's like a faint light behind it. I kind of like how it's shot though. Yeah. Um, She's laying in bed, and then you think it's Brad that comes on the bed, and then it turns out to be <laughs> Frankenfurter. And then she's like, Oh my god, it's you! Like, what are you doing? And he's like trying to have sex with her, basically. Yeah. Like, he's pretty much forcing himself on her. Yeah. Then she's like, No, no, like, what about Brad? And he starts kissing her, and she's like groaning, and <laughs> like, Oh, you won't tell Brad, right? And it's like, <laughs> What the hell, man? And then I guess they have sex maybe i don't yeah. know and then uh and then it cuts to brad's bed <laughs> and frankenfurter gets in like it's like 
picture for picture, like the exact same dialogue and everything they yeah. have. And Brad's like, oh, what are you doing? And then uh, he's like, oh, you, you'll like it. <laughs> and Brad's like, oh, okay, but don't tell Janet. <laughs> <laughs> then like he's been, he gets dick sucked. And then uh, I think Riff Raff calls um, Frankenfurter. Then they're like both like bummed out. And I don't know. It was, I don't know if it's like Frankenfurter like kind of putting a spell on the both of them or what, but like, yeah. I don't know, Janet, even later, like after she's going down the elevator and she feels terrible about cheating on Brad and she's like, oh, Brad. And then like the next second, she's hooking up with Rocky. <laughs> and she's got her saying her song about uh, touch a touch a touch of me. Yeah. And like, yeah, I want to I want to feel dirty. And it's like, <laughs> what is going on with her character? It's just like a full on orgy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was actually they actually wanted her to be like fully full frontal nude for that song and she refused to do it so that's why they had her in like the she had like a corset on and stuff like that yeah yeah. she looked fucking good though she did yeah Uh, so now dr everett is here and that's who they were going to see like that's why they're driving okay because they're friends with like he's friends with brad or something like that right okay um so it kind of they they all get kind of pulled into this because dr everett i don't know if he's friends with frankenfurter as well or he's like not investigating him or working with him i forget what his deal is with him Mm -hmm. oh no he's eddie's uncle right uh uh yes i believe yeah i think he's eddie's uncle and i think he was going there to investigate where eddie was Mm -hmm. um so yeah, they he gets in there and I wanted to look up how they filmed this scene because they're like Frank and them are in the room where they bring uh Rocky to life and he pulls his switch and this like giant magnet comes out. Yeah. And then like it pulls his wheelchair like all through the house, like around it. So I wanted to see like how that was filmed. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder if it's just like wires that mm-hmm. they either edited out or oh maybe. Um, maybe there's big magnets under the floor and they just like uh, maybe brought them around. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Dr. Scott came to find Eddie. Uh, there was one scene in here, wrote in the trivia that I, I don't know if it was the dinner table scene, but someone like smashes their hand on the table mm. and they hit Susan Strain's hand by accident. And I guess that was like a real thing. Like she was actually hurt from it. Like her reaction in the movie is like real. Yeah. But I never, I didn't catch the scene where it happened. I didn't see it either. I read it afterwards, but it was Brad that does it. Yeah. Um, and then she gets him back later on by accident because she's wearing like stiletto heels during one of their dance routines and she steps on his foot and like he reacts to that and you can see it in the movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're all like having dinner. Um, Frank is like cutting what looks like a turkey. Yeah. But then someone makes a remark about Eddie. And then Frank says, like, oh, how about another slice? And then, like, they kind of all catch on that they're possibly eating Eddie. Yeah. And then so they are, right? Uh, yeah, because he's under the table, too. Like, he's in, like, a glass mm-hmm. case under the table. Yeah, so Columbia, like, freaks out and she, like, goes to her room, starts crying. Um, 
So I think Eddie knew about the stuff that Frank was doing. That's why he went to the house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, now uh, there's kind of like a standoff between them in like the lab. Uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Magenta like pulls this like lever and it says like Medusa on it. <laughs> and it just changes everyone to stone. Yeah. Because uh, Rocky ended up trying to run away, but he came back and then he he hooked up with uh, Janet. Yeah, because Rocky's starting to like go against Frank at this point. Like yeah. he's starting to realize like this is a bad dude, mm-hmm. and like I'm wondering if that's kind of what was happening with Eddie as well, and that's why he locked him up in that freezer. Tank, the, yeah, the freezer. Yeah. Um, and then Columbia like kind of starts like freaking out, and she's like, "You know, I loved you, Frank. You have to pick between <clears throat> me and." Is it no? It's not Rocky. Yeah. Is it Rocky? Yeah. Okay. And then he just freezes everybody. Yeah. Not freezes, but uh, turns everyone to stone. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, and the this like final act, like I had no idea what this had to do with any of like the story. <laughs> like it just felt like so out of place to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it, it's weird. Do you mean like the whole alien thing? No, or not the like, alien thing. Just like the whole stage play that they do. Uh, yeah. Like, is it just know. is think... it just Frankenfurter? Because at the end, he thinks he sees an audience there. So do you think his mind is just like fucked? And yeah, it could be. Like he wanted to be like center stage kind of thing. Um, no, let's see if there's anything. Yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really have any sort of. I don't know if it's just like uh, Richard O'Brien, like or the the director sorry um sherman whatever the, i can't remember what his first name was jim sherman is that what his name was yeah jim sherman i don't know if it's him like just kind of keeping the whole like stage show as sort of like an homage to the actual play yeah just to kind of have it in there yeah but yeah i don't really know um yeah, so like during this whole stage show, the four of them are on the stage in rock, and then he has them dressed up in like makeup, and then uh, um, what's it called the the corset and like yeah. the lingerie and stuff, um, and then he like switches a d d d Medusa uh, switch, <laughs> um, and then they all like start singing the song, and then uh, Frank and Furter is like on top of this like diving board kind of thing and then falls mm-hmm. into a pool and they all get in the pool. I don't, I don't know. It's very weird. It's like, they're not like what they used to be. Like, I don't know if they're dead or like what. Yeah. I don't know. It's very weird. Um, and then Dr. Everett is like in his wheelchair as a like stone person. And then like the switches magically switches again. And he, gets unstoned <laughs> unstoned <laughs> uh and then like this is where riffraff and magenta come out and you realize that there actually are aliens um from the planet of transylvania <laughs> and magenta kind of looks like the bride of frankenstein yes which i i thought that was cool yeah um and then he has like this laser he ends up killing dr frankenfurter um, and then he tries to kill Rocky a bunch. He does end up killing Rocky because, like, they fall from like the top of the 
whatever it was there. Um, yeah. So they're dead. They fall in the pool. And um, then they're like, oh, yeah, now we're going to beam the, the house, which I guess, I don't know if it's their spaceship or, like, if they're just bringing the house with them. Um, I think it is part. Of, I think it is, like, his spaceship. Because like Frank's an alien too, right? So I feel like this is kind of like he, he it was like his landing zone. Okay. Just kind of left it there. So yeah, they they all leave the house. I think Everett's dead too, right? Uh no. Because he's not he dead. He's there when the, the house lifts up. Yeah, but no, he's not dead. Oh, okay. But yeah, Janet, Janet and Brad uh escape. Yeah, they escape with Dr. Scott because they're carrying him. Oh, no, wait. No, they're not. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) um, So, yeah, that's pretty much how the movie ends there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have much to say about, like, the kind of impact like this had on on the gay community and stuff. Because, I mean, we're two straight white men. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we can't really speak too much on that um i don't know if that episode is is daniel's episode still active do you think uh i'm not sure i'll look it up yeah he is still there okay yeah so if you want to listen to like a really great episode for this movie um that kind of breaks down all of what this movie did for that community um our friend Daniel Craig, he it was actually his last episode, I think, right? Uh, no, it was his fiftieth episode. Fiftieth episode. Um, he covered this movie and had a bunch of uh, podcasters who are in that community, and uh, they kind of talked about what this movie meant to them and stuff. So, um. If you want like that aspect of this movie, I would highly recommend checking that episode out. And I'm sure there's other podcasts out there that did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That episode is really, really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also recommend listening to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else uh, about this movie you wanted to talk about or touch on? Um, I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't think so. Already. Well, <laughs> That's the way the lipstick splatters. Ooh. I had glitter in my head, but lipstick is good. Uh, I, I thought of eyeliner, but uh, <laughs> lipstick came up. I, I like glitter. That's a good one, too. <laughs> Just the makeup in general. Yeah. All right. Uh, start off with your reviews. Your to go? Your, yeah. <laughs> I meant to emphasize the you. Okay. I emphasized reviews. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for my story, I gave it a six out of 10. I okay. said it was a kind of cool spin on Frankenstein. It's a musical. So of course there's some plot holes in the story. I thought the characters were fun and likable. I didn't think the, excuse me. I didn't think the pacing was very good in this movie at all. So six out of 10 and seven out of for quality, I gave it a seven out of ten. I read seven before quality. <laughs> uh, I said it was a very well-made movie that still holds up today. 
Um, I thought the acting in the scene is fantastic. The set design and the costumes are awesome. Nice. So six out of 10 and seven out of 10. Cool. Excuse me. This beer's making me burpy. <laughs> uh, my story, I gave it a five out of 10. Okay. Um, I said, it's basically just like a retelling of the Frankenstein story with more flair. Uh, you can definitely see a lot of inspiration drawn from this movie by other movies in the years afterwards. Uh, you can tell that this was based off a stage show and a lot of the acting and songs are perfect for that outlet. But as for like a storyline within like a, a feature film, it doesn't work all the time. Um, but I did make mention that this was a very brave venture for the 70s. And it's understandable that for its time, this movie was only really popular with the midnight crowds. But it, it really fared well for them because it became like an instant cult classic. And like, mm-hmm. look at it now. There's mm-hmm. still theaters that are showing it 70 or how many fucking years later 1975 like almost 50 years later yeah which is crazy like it has it's i think it has the record for the longest running theatrical uh showing of any movie yeah i believe that yeah yeah like like you said at halloween there's the one theater in ottawa that shows it Mm -hmm. every year which is amazing yeah Uh, my quality, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Okay. I said the costume design, choreography, vocal talent, and setting were all amazing. The range of characters really kept it fun as well. The acting at times, but not all the time, felt a bit amateur, which is to be expected as some of the actors, um, like this was their first role, like first major role. Yeah. Um, a lot of the acting was super over the top, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But like I said previously, I feel like it would be more perfect like for a stage show. Uh-huh. Uh, Tim Curry and Richard O'Brien were the major standouts in the movie, and Curry should be applauded for his performance. Okay, you guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they scored it. I honestly thought I wasn't going to be able to get to do this tonight. Oh, really? Because Rotten Tomatoes was down for maintenance earlier today. Oh shit. And it wasn't working. I was like, oh, you fucking son of a bitch. I need you tonight. <laughs> um, but then I checked later on and it was good. Nice. But uh, yeah, the critics' consensus Rocky Horror Picture Show brings its quirky characters in tight, but it's the narrative thrust that really drives audiences insane and keeps them doing the time warp again. I like that review. Yeah, it's a good one. Good All right. So, what do you think the critics rated it? Um, I'm going to say a 93. 78%. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. (laughs) Uh, It is certified fresh, though. Um, There's 45 reviews and an average score of 6.9 out of 10. And the audience rating was an 85% on 250,000 ratings and an average score of 4.2 out of 5 or 8.4 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. So you were you were way up there. I guess so. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> um, what's the letterbox scores look like? So letterboxed is a four out of five. Okay. Uh, I give it a three out of five. Uh, you give it a four out of five. Jensen from the Fright Crew gave it a three out of five. And his review on it was just, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, expecting I, I, backlash yeah like i feel like i don't know everyone 
every movie is subjective right so yeah. like just because the movie has like such a like cult classic you know following doesn't mean that you have to like love the movie like everyone else no but exactly i look thought it was with, i thought it was funny though look at me with evil dead yeah like, exactly I, I fucking hate that movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh kevin uh aka slashing captain on instagram he gave it a 4.5 out of 5 nice yeah that's it cool cool all right this is our last time doing this segment yep yes, what sir. What did you rate the soundtrack? So I gave the soundtrack an eight out of ten. Okay. Uh, I think just like we mentioned before, the the better tracks are at the start. But I think because they're so good and so catchy and so memorable, I think that's what the make, makes the score so high for me. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, eight out of ten. Cool um okay i also gave it an 8 out of 10 okay um i said so many of these songs are classics and well known everywhere uh and then i added a second line but it gives away my favorite song from the album or from the soundtrack so i'm just <laughs> okay. gonna delete it i don't know why i put that in there um but yeah i agree with you uh the first act had definitely is the stronger of the three with uh with the soundtrack um but even as the movie goes on like they're still not bad. And, and the performances from the actors and like the set designs and the, the character designs and whatnot, like everybody looks really good. The choreography is really good. So it kind of like, while you're watching it, it's still an enjoyable experience. Mm -hmm. But like, if I was listening to the soundtrack, I would probably like flow between like three or four songs. Like, I don't think I would go through the whole thing. Yeah yeah but yeah all right what's your song my song this was this is tough honestly i could have picked any of the song like the first five or six songs i could have picked any of them to be honest um so i went sweet transvestite okay uh just like that intro song like like i wonder how tough it was for um I can't even think the actor Tim Curry Tim Curry to like just go all out for that song like mm-hmm. I wonder if he was nervous for it like I want to know what he felt like yeah happening for that because he just owned that song oh fuck yeah like he looks so fucking confident like yeah. it's insane so it's the whole movie like he yeah. just like he wore that lingerie with pride he didn't give two shits he was yeah. fucking strutting his stuff all over the place yeah he, and I loved at the end, I, I'm not near the end, but uh, I think it's during the final scene, whenever like the curtain closes on, mm-hmm. I think him and Brad or something, he like hops up on him and like yeah. straddles him. Yeah. 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 Uh, for me, it's the time warp. Yeah. Um, not only is the song itself amazing, but that whole scene is probably my favorite in the movie. Um, and it's just an iconic song. Like, even if you've never seen this movie, you hear that song, you know what movie it's from. And like people sing it all the fucking time. It used to be at Halloween parties all the time. Like we were singing it as fucking kids at like high school dances whenever like we had Halloween dances and shit like that. Like, yeah, just an iconic song. All right, man. You ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. Okay. What did you give it for a scare rating? 
So for scary, I gave it a one out of 10. Uh, there's nothing like scary or even really creepy. I guess Riff Raff is only the really the creepiest part of it, but even yeah. him, he's just funny. Mm-hmm. There's not really any kills in it really, except for Eddie. Um, even like Eddie's body at the end, like it's kind of hard to see like what is going on. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just one at a time. Cool. Um, scariest scene. Uh, I said all of the pelvic thrusts. I got secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Would you survive? Uh, yeah, I, I said, yes. Um, I feel like I can dance pretty well. So, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, my, my scary rating. I also gave it a one out of 10. I said, it's not scary at all. Like the only real consideration of it being horror is like the similarities to other horror classics i think Mm -hmm. like i mean like the subject matter is somewhat horror but the way it's presented it's it takes away like any sort of fear factor yeah Uh, my scariest scene i said tim curry's bush coming out of his panties (laughs) nice uh and what i survive i said i look more like eddie than rocky so i'm probably dead at the hands of an angered frankenfurter all right i like that yeah I can't dance, man. My pelvic thrusts aren't saving me in this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that wraps it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I had a lot of fun this month doing, doing these horror musicals. Uh, it was, it gave us the opportunity to do movies that we maybe wouldn't have done or kind of mm-hmm. would have put off for even longer. Um, but yeah. It was fun. This is a nice way to wrap it up. Great movie. Lots of fun. Yeah. Had a great time. Just keep saying fun, 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 fun. Um, But uh, yeah, join us next week as we get back to our regularly scheduled programming and I get to pick the movie. And what is that? Uh, You were playing Ghostwire Tokyo last night. Yeah. And I was hearing like, the Japanese dialogue and whatnot. And I was like, fuck, I like, I could really go for some like J horror right now or like Asian horror. Yeah. And uh, so I'm picking a tale of two sisters. Oh shit. Nice. Okay. Yes. Yes. Dude, I wanted to watch that movie for so long. Me too. And it used to be on shutter and I went to look for it today and I was like, fuck, it's not there anymore. Yeah. But yeah, we'll find it. Sweet. Yeah. I'm excited all right. Well, uh, that wraps it up. That wraps it up like Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. Frankenfurter's monster. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us at Instagram and Facebook and now YouTube at a podcast on Elm Street. Uh, if you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have our merch there's also a link to our patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way and there's also links to both of our individual letterbox accounts our discord server our youtube uh and anywhere that you can listen to us yeah um yeah you just oh you just ordered your playstation camera today i think you said yes i did today yeah um so yeah hopefully we might get a couple streams in uh this coming week um, I'll probably stream Ghostwire Tokyo on Friday, 
because okay. uh, WrestleMania is this weekend, um, <laughs> and it's both Saturday and Sunday. So. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So I might uh, do it Friday night. Okay. Cool. Works for me, man. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for the time warp, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See you next week, guys.